center. Here is uh, Spezza in over the line, trying to go for the hat trick. He scores! Jason Spezza cuts across the goal crease and undresses Thatcher Demko and scores the first hat trick in a league uniform. I'm going to throw this one to you guys right away, right here, right now. If I tell you 10 games played, eight points, fifth on the Leafs in scoring, I am talking about who, Kyle Outrich? Uh, you're talking about Wayne Simmons? Nope. <laughs> Jamie Anesty. John uh, Tavares. Nope. You would be talking about almost point per game, Mr. 37 oh, years old, Jason Spezza. 10 games played, four goals, four assists, eight points, a whopping plus one. And oh, on that face-off thing I talk about, 63% on the season, I might have you know. So, Jason Spezza, worth every dollar the Leafs are spending on him. The guys love him. They call him Father Spezza. Absolutely epic, kind of what we did with Marlowe. So now we got this vibe going on of Daddy Thornton. Daddy Spezza coming in, spanking the boys when they're doing wrong things and showing them how to go vintage bar down Jason Spezza. That second goal when he just picked that corner. And then the deke. The deke was something else. Reminded me of the Offrey Lupo. They put it side by side. You guys can look it up. Think Tic Tac Tomar's got it. Holy smokes. Does it ever look the exact same? But Jason Spezza had himself a game. He's feeling himself. And I'm wondering if Mike Babcock staring in the mirror and still saying, you made the right choice. He wasn't a good pro. Yep. I wonder if he's doing it. But that's Jason Spezza. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, eight points in 10 games. Come on. What more can you ask for a guy that hangs around on the fourth line and is on the second power play unit? But no, no scrubs, mind you. John Tavares and uh, Mr. Willie Nylander. But come on. Let's go, boys. Jason Spezza, what do you think, Kyle? Well, I mean, how can you not be uh, be impressed with his play and and his just his his overall, uh, um, you know, I guess you could say aura around the team and what he brings to the team. But um, man, I mean, if you weren't jacked up after watching him score that first goal, then that second goal, like you just said, and then seeing him bang in that third one, like my oh my, I was just like, let's sign him for another ten more years. Like this guy <laughs> could go. Um, but I mean. Uh, it was great. I, I'm not going to lie. I jumped on Twitter right after to see all the Babcock takes <laughs> and people saying that we need Babcock to break down his hat trick and this and that. Um, it was, it was entertaining, but it was nice to see, uh, nice to see for, for Spence, you know, um, going through waivers, coming back and not missing a beat. And uh, he's been, he's been the life of that bottom six. I, I can't, you can't lie. I mean, that, that fourth line or whatever you want to call it last night was just jumping with him and Boyd and Patan. Um, we'll uh, we'll but, uh, dive into the lines a little bit later. Yeah, on. yeah. No, I'm just saying that whole thing was they they were just rolling and uh, seeing Spez out there. He's he's flying. He looks young and uh, he he's banging in goals. So I mean, it's awesome to see. And what what more can you ask for on a guy on a league min contract? So uh, it's it's amazing. It's awesome. What do you think, Mister Anesty? Do you have anything negative to say about Mister Spezza? Not at all. Um, I believe, and it's it was proven last night. He, he was sat one game. He was pissed off. He's like, man, I don't want this to happen again. I want to be part of this magical run that the Leafs are are going to be a part of. So he's 
goes out and scores three goals. And now how can Keith put him back on waivers to go back on the taxi squad? <laughs> Listen, I look at it like this. I look at this, okay? You go and you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. You don't mess with things that are working. I'm a big proponent of that. You guys are probably in the same boat. The Maple Leafs right now are having points in six. So they beat Edmonton, Calgary, Calgary, Edmonton, OT lost, but got a point against the Oilers. And now we beat Vancouver. That's points in six straight games. You want to keep that going. Right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs are number one in the league, trailed by Boston and Montreal. We have Montreal coming up very shortly. So obviously you want to keep potting these points and getting that lead padded, especially when you're facing next week on Wednesday and Saturday, the Montreal Canadiens. But guys, this is fun. And I don't know about the rest of the Canadian division because, you know, the only other team that's really doing kind of well is Winnipeg. I mean, maybe that move with line A was something that, you know, freshened them up a little bit. And by the way, we haven't got to talk about that. What'd you guys think about that trade? For me, I, I think it did what both teams needed. Got Dubois, fresh change of scenery. Uh, he still, I don't know if he's suited up for Winnipeg yet. And then Liney obviously potting a goal with his buddy Roslovic, who's from the Columbus area. But I think it gave both teams what they wanted. Did Winnipeg overpay a little bit? Probably, but both players wanted out. So you got two negative things out of your lineup, brought back a positive in Dubois, and now everybody's moving forward. But you look at the rest of the Canadian division, I'll get you guys to answer that in a sec. But Edmonton, six and six, Vancouver, six and eight, Calgary, four and five, and Ottawa, lowly two and eight. By the way, beating the Montreal Canadiens last night. A little salt in the wound there, Blaney boy. But, yep, that's exactly what's going on. But what do you guys think of that trade? I'll get you uh, go first there, Mr. Anesty. Hey, uh, Ostervik is back in the Ohio area. He loves it. And uh, people on Twitter are saying that the Columbus Blue Jackets won that trade because Line A scored first. Well, it seems like Dubois has been in, in quarantine for the last two months. So you really got to see how Dubois uh, fares with the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, yeah, Line A scored last night, but it was a weak backhand that, you know, found its way into the back of the net. And uh, Orstovic's loving it. He's in the, he's back home. He's wearing his number 96 who, where he wore in, uh, minor hockey in, in the Ohio, Ohio area. So hey, he's loving it. And, uh, Hey, it's two disgruntled players on two different teams, uh, found new teams and, uh, Hey, I, I, I like it. I'm not a blue jackets nor I'm a Jets fan. So let the Jets and North Columbus blue jackets fan, uh, rant about the, the trade. <laughs> well, what, what do you think, Mr. Elridge? Do you think it was a good deal? I mean, like I said, all guys in, at hand got their uh, their chance to play somewhere different, freshen up a little bit, especially for Roslovic, where he's from, the Ohio area. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to see Roslovic get to go go back to, you know, where he's from and, and, and play in front of, you know, family, friends, and what he's allowed and, and all that stuff. But just being in your hometown and, or where you're from and where you grew up playing hockey is always special. Um, I mean, in terms of Line A and, and Dubois, I mean, well, I'm just happy we don't have to listen to that garbage every day in the media about Torts and Dubois and Line A and this and that. Um, finally give them a fresh opportunity, let them go out, you know, uh, try and get back to playing hockey the way they know how and not having the distractions. But, uh, I mean, as, as a fan and, and somebody that follows hockey media, it's nice to not have to read that that stuff every day. So I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, like we, we said before the trade happened, just get him out of there. Get him to somewhere new and fresh where he can start over and, 
you know, let, let things just, let things just move on. So uh, I'm excited for both of them. Uh, line A, I seen he was on the ice and um, I, like you said, I don't think uh, Dubois has been in the lineup yet for, for the Jets, but uh, I'm sure when it is, I'm sure he'll be excited. And uh, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm definitely happy the trade happened and uh, we could move on to uh, focusing on hockey. Oh, for sure. Well, the, the other thing I want to touch on before we, we focus back our attention here on the Toronto Maple Leafs, I want to get your guys' take on the uh, the Tony D'Angelo thing. I know it's it's been talked about to death, but we haven't got to talk about it here. Um, do you guys think that Tony D'Angelo really will end up on another team? And uh, do you think he'll end up anywhere? I, I could see him going to maybe a desperate team like Pittsburgh or maybe Ottawa. Uh, I don't see him going to Calgary for Sam Bennett. Although uh, Larry Brooks seems to see where there's smoke, there's fire. But uh, do you think Tony D'Angelo is kind of worn out his welcome here in the NHL? Kyle, I'll get you go first. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's welcome, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not too too in with the, with the situation, but I mean, it's it, the negative attention isn't needed. And I mean, we just need to focus on hockey. There's enough negativity going on in this world, so... Um, you know, let's just focus on hockey and let the let the boys play. What do you think, Mister Annecy? I've I've gotten the chance I've gotten the chance to talk to Kyle Hall. Uh, he has his own little podcast in New York, and I I had him on a couple of weeks ago. We had a chat, and he was a locker room cancer. Uh, sorry, Delant D'Angelo was a locker room cancer. And I've talked to people that cover Pittsburgh, the Penguins, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Ottawa Senators, and uh, you know the reporters. You've talked to them in Ottawa, James, and I'm close to Ottawa, so they don't they don't want him. He, he's similar to Jeremy Jombie. If you guys watch that movie uh, Moneyball, he's a cancer. He was he was mixing it up with guys in the locker room, and uh, there'll be there'll be people on uh, Twitter that cover the Rangers that will uh, tell you the story. But at the end of the day, maybe he just plays in Hartford when the AHL starts and uh, just let him, let him sit down, play down there and uh, just kind of settle down, I guess. It, who, who knows? I, I'm a firm believer in life. Um, you know, obviously this guy's gotten a bunch of chances if you look at the history, but I'm a firm believer that if you get a fire lit to your feet and you're held accountable and held to the fire for what you've done, what you do, how you act, how you bring yourself back is just as important. And he has a long road to bring himself back to prominence, bring himself back to being well-regarded as a hockey player. Yeah, he put up 50 points last year, but at the same time, you don't want any negativity or Jamie, as you put it, you don't want a cancer in your room. So this guy's got a lot of growing to do. There will be time for him to do that. Um, I agree. The AHL probably might be the best, or maybe over in Europe, go find himself, go find his game mature. I think is a thing he needs to do and, and realize that, uh, the way you're going, ain't going to get you very far. And you're right, Kyle, we need more positives. And that's why I'm taking a positive look at this. Hopefully this lights a fire under his ass. And he realizes that, uh, Hey, I'm not being looked at as a good person. Lots of people are saying I'm not, I need to change for the better of it. And there's so many kids who watch this game. So you got to watch your P's and Q's and how you react because kids follow their idols. And I'm pretty sure there's probably some kids who like Tony D'Angelo, the hockey player and what he can do on the ice. So you don't want them mimicking what you do off the ice. So Mr. D'Angelo, if you hear this, which I don't think you will, but if you do get your act together, because kids are watching. 
Smarten up. Yeah, and you were on my fantasy team, so that, that hurt me too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boo-hoo. What? Get out of here, man. <laughs> what were you smoking when you made that pick? What? I needed a defenseman that might get points. <laughs> That's just it. That's the name of the game. But anyways, I would have picked – I would. sorry, James. I would have picked uh, Justin Hall or somebody over that guy. Jesus. Nobody expected Hall to have a freaking start to the season like he did. Let's just go there. But anyway. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, listen. We'll move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, obviously, we didn't get to talk about the overtime loss against the Edmonton Oilers. It's a game for me, guys, that really I don't think Toronto should have been in. Um, you know, going down against Edmonton, um, you know, Cahoon scores, Archibald, it's 2-1. You know, Willie got it close in the first. Then, of course, McDavid with the McDavid goal. Matthews tries to answer, then Hyman ties it up. But for me, this game here, the Leafs looked a little sluggish. A little bit listless, you know, a team that, uh, you know, showed that they played a lot of games in a short period of time. Um, but what have I been saying to you guys all year long? Teams that are good find ways to win or at least get a point. And this, the Leafs found a way to get a point. They found a way to keep adding to the stats and the standings. And that's what good teams do, you know. So this team was able to do that. And again, I mean, and that is off the fact that you look at a guy with a face-off percentage in your defensive zone, and yes, I will harp on this, Kerfoot, 21% at the dot. Come on. There's got to be a time where this experiment ends, and I'm hoping it's soon. Um, I know he gets paid three-point-something to, to play on that third line to be a center, but I think he's a winger. I don't think he's your defensive specialist on the center dot. But anyways, you look at this game here, and – you look at what happened with just the way the scoring went, the sluggishness. This is what we're going to see from teams. You look at Vancouver right now, they're in the midst of, I think, 15 games in 25 days last night. You know, so it's going to be games where guys are gassed and tired and et cetera, et cetera. And that's why your taxi squad is going to be so key. But what was the big thing that you took away from this game, uh, Jamie, when you watched it on Saturday night when the Toronto Maple Leafs took on the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, it was the Connor McDavid show, but what did you take away? Uh, to be honest, we we were in Liverpool that day with the the Cole Harbor Colts, so I I've seen six minutes of the highlights there. But um, from what I saw from the highlights, Connor McDavid did his thing, and and Drysaitel did his thing as well. And it the biggest thing I got out of that though was the Leafs were down three one. And they came back, and at the end of the game, people still found a way to throw Freddie Anderson under the bus. He allowed you guys to come back in the game, down 3-1. Yeah, the game went to overtime. Connor McDavid flew through five guys. It's, it, it happens to every team in the league. Just deal with it. Uh, but that's really what I got out of the game. And afterwards, watching the highlights, seeing the Twitter, uh, the Twitter nonsense, you know, Anderson's trying his best under the circumstances. And even last night, like five guys on Vancouver, their first goal, they're whacking at the puck. It was like a ping, pinball machine, whacking at the puck. Like, come on, like, where's the defense? And that's really what it comes down to. It's it's Freddie Anderson's contract year. Man, just like get off his back. We're in first place. And it's we're beating the same dead horse. And that's really what I got out of that game. Down 3-1, we come back. Yes, we lost in overtime, but, man, Freddie Anderson gave us that one point. 
So that's that's what matters the most. What do you uh, deduce from that game, there, Kyle? I mean, we like we've been saying all along. We gotta get off this. We gotta get off Freddie's back. Um, I mean, see him literally. I was texting my buddy during that game in Edmonton, and I literally said, "I was like, Freddie just gave us a point. We need to go out and get another one for him and give him that two points." Didn't happen that way, but Freddie, at the end of the day, remarkable when needed and called upon, and and gave us that point when it's also important in this Canadian division where you get, you don't get any free points. Um, so. I mean, we got we to gotta look at where we are. We're, we're, what are we, eight and two now? Eight and two. I mean, at the end of the day, we're a first place hockey team and we're bitching about our goaltending and how he, he needs to be better. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's, uh, it's, it's been pr- pretty good so far, considering uh, all, all, all things considered. And I mean, um, he's only going to get better. I, we all know Freddie starts slow. It's been the same thing every year. So guess what, folks? The start is over. He's getting better, and he's only going to continue to get better. And he knows he's in this contract year, and he knows he has to pro- he has to produce numbers and, and and you know and help his team win games. So, like like James said, get off his back, get leave him, let him be a goaltender again. Enough with the negativity, and let's just be happy. We have a first place hockey team, and we look like we're rolling right now. Um, no, it's sir. just it, it gets. It gets really tiresome really quickly, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's been stealing us games. He's been keeping us in games, and um, I mean, I, I'm I've been happy with his play, so I can't really complain. No, no, I'm definitely happy about his play. And all right, you guys, you know me. I think everybody should get off his back, anyways. And here's the other thing too. Yeah, you know, Campbell's on his way back too, so he's gonna be back between the pipes before we know it. And Freddie will get a bit of a rest as well. And Leafs Nation will be happy that. about the fact that we have a backup for the first time since Curtis McElhaney, but. We move forward, and last night's game against the Vancouver Canucks, guys, I said this a lot last year and the years previous. The Toronto Maple Leafs were guilty of a thing. They would run into a team that's facing some adversity, whether it be the Ottawa Senators, Detroit Red Wings, you name the bottom team. Toronto would go into that game, and they would expect to win. They would expect to get the victory, and unfortunately what they would do is they'd go out and win ahead. Last night, they didn't do that. Last night, they knew they had a team against the ropes, a team that was tired, and they went out and they got those two points. They went out and played a solid game, winning 7-3, to three, and that's stuff that you need to do, not take anyone lightly and not take your foot off the gas no matter who it is. And they didn't do that last night. They beat Vancouver 7-3. to three. We got old man Spezza with the hat trick. We got Austin Matthews scoring, John Tavares on the board. You name it, happening. So these things are all positives rolling like this. But these are the things that a team needs to do. One, always find a way to win or get a point. Two, make sure you don't ever take any opponent for granted and play your game. And that's what they did last night, picking up that victory. And that's what I'm most excited about is seeing Toronto understanding when they have the ability to go for the kill, not, hey, we might win this game. Let's just you know, take it slow or let's take our foot off the gas a little bit and play a little loose. They played to their style and to their game and Vancouver couldn't keep up playing that 15th game in 25 days. James. Yo, I have, I have breaking news out of New York from my pal Kyle Hall from the Broadway hat podcast. Yep. D'Angelo has cleared waivers. He is now in the taxi squad, but they told him to go home. So that is the the update on the D'Angelo debacle. They flat out said he played his last game in that organization. Yeah, so so he cleared waivers. 
got sent to the taxi squad as per usual, but then was told to go home. So that's the situation in New York. So. Did you guys see what Shisterkin and Panarin did the other night? When they exited? No, I did not. Made, no, I didn't. You got you to gotta look up the Shisterkin poking fun at D'Angelo. So what happens is they go to get off the ice, and Shisterkin turns back and looks like he's going to punch Panarin in the face, and everybody walks away laughing. <laughs> throwing, throwing a little shit. Dirty. Dirty. Wow. Here, I'll tag you both in it right now just so you can see it. Stefan, who is on the Senators, will go back to New York for D'Angelo. So that is right now popping up on Twitter. D'Angelo for Stefan is a possibility trade between the Sens and the New York. Well, Stefan wants out of Ottawa because the coach won't. <laughs> who, who, who doesn't want out of Ottawa? It's a fire sale. Or a dumpster fire. Dude's well, wishing he could get out of there, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know, we look at the Toronto... We'll talk about this. You look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Canadian division as a whole. What's one thing the Canadian division has in common over the rest of the divisions in the league? They haven't had a single game in the Canadian division cancelled due to COVID-19. Okay, I want to ask go- you guys this question. I asked you this before the season started, guys, way back in October, you know, September, July, I said, what's going to happen when we have a regular season? And I asked Terry Koshan this too. They're running out of runway. What happens? What happens if you cannot get all of these teams in the Mass Mutual East, the Honda West, and the Discover Central to finish all of their games? There are teams right now that have completed 14 games. And then there's teams on the other end of the spectrum who've only played seven or eight games. What do you do and how do you make up that runway without pushing it further back? You're going to have to, which then impacts the next season. But for you guys, what do you do? What do you do here? Well, I mean, there's not really, not really much you can do. And like, I mean, every team has to play their games. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, they're going to have to, make room and, and push dates back and delay playoffs. And um, I mean, like you said, it's just gonna, it's just gonna start continuing to mess up uh, the, re- the next season and, and, and getting things back on track. But I mean, there's not really many other options other than like, you know, I like extending the, the schedule to give them an extra week or two to be able to get these games in or, um, but I mean, for teams that have only played seven, eight games, it's going to be hard to make those games up, but uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the only thing you can do is extend it. So what do you think, uh, Kyle? Do we just do we just have an all Canadian matchup for the Stanley Cup, the playoffs, and the whole shabongle? or is there going to be some way to figure? I'm all for that. I am all for that with with with, with the Leafs going at it. I, I am good. Let's do it. Scotia Bank Cup, Montreal versus Toronto, seven game series. Let's go. Hey, Let's why go. are you interested in putting Montreal in there? Come on, now they lost Ottawa last night. Uh, I'm I, I, we missed out 1993. You know. Uh, Toronto had a chance to play Montreal and good old Wayne Gretzky's high stick. Uh, you know, who knows? Stop it. But, I'm yeah. Go throw more yeah, let's, let's not throw any. We're going I, into the weekend here, Jamie. Come on now, bud. Let's, let's make it a good weekend. I want to do a quick tip of the cap here. Tip of the cap to Chris Drury. He took his name out of the uh, Penguins hunt yes. and has actually been upgraded to a assistant general manager there in the New York Rangers. So tip of the cap to Drury, climbing his way up the ladder the right way learning the ropes and getting her done. And then I want to do a huge tip of the cap. Jamie, you know why this one is to the Cole Harbor Colts coming back after a layoff last weekend and beating the first place 
Liverpool privateers back-to-back nights. That's right. Picking up four points over the weekend. Absolutely pumped up and proud of the boys. Put in two solid games. And now we're looking for more tonight against East Hans. Absolutely huge tip of the cap to the Cole Harbor Colts. Huge tip of the tip of the cap to the NHL and, and and all the leagues that I got back. I mean, that's uh, a lot a lot of uncertainty for these kids out there that that have been waiting to get some hockey. And so it's nice to see some of the leagues finding a way to get their players on the ice and uh, get back to some kind of normalcy. So uh, tip of the cap to the league and uh, definitely to the Colts. Go Colts! Go. Oh, 100%. And I I haven't seen a change. We we uh, started playing October 30th, November 30th or tw- November 20th. We were we were uh, stopped again, but in the last two games or so the guys are going. I had mentioned to James during practice. The guys are buying into Justin and Jonathan's system and Ryan's system as well. If you don't want to play cold hockey, Hey, there's the farm club. So, hey, at the, like at the end of the day, that's really what the, the the guys the guys want the best out of the players, but they also want them to buy into the systems from the coaches. So, I have I haven't seen a a difference be, pre-COVID to now in a COVID-ridden season. It's and and that bus ride, man. I I I, I see. It a lot of the kids on the bus man they were having fun they're playing and they don't give a shit about the don johnson you know it's it's not going to happen right they they're having fun and that's the main thing we're all having fun covid's doing its thing let's just play hockey and have fun at the end of the day well that is absolutely it well ladies and gentlemen this has been offside hockey top i hope you uh, walk away a little informed a little outraged and a little bit of having fun but this is offside hockey talk where hockey comes to talk